0: Bringing Voices That Rise Above the Rumors, Complicating the Narrative, a podcast from youth shattering myths about loss and trauma in violence-riddled neighborhoods.
1: Anticipation. I woke up with a smirk on my face, playing all my favorite songs. I grabbed two fresh brand new towels and headed to the shower. I was so calm and humble on the outside, yet excited and anticipating on the inside. It was a moment that I always tried not to think about, but that in the last past 12 months kept creeping up in my mind. I began thinking to myself, this is my last shower in this bitch. The moment had finally come that I've been waiting on for 20 years. My release date.
0: Hello, and welcome to Complicating the Narrative. I'm Mariah McKinney and the short essay you just heard was written by my co-host, Jerry Marshall. Today, I'm sharing an interview with Jerry about his experiences in prison while serving 20 years for first-degree murder, and what life was like after his release.
1: Going into um, prison, I was about 5'3", 135. I was 16. At that time, I just had a mentality of, I gotta do whatever I got to do to survive.
0: Like our first episode of Complicating the Narrative, Trust is Like a Mirror, this show is about that very same emotion. For Jerry, maintaining his ability to trust others was essential to keeping his humanity in prison. But how do you do that in a place where trust can get you killed?
1: I had organizational ties, I was in an organization so I just felt like, okay, worst case scenario, like I just link up, you know, get there and link up with my guys. And uh, we had a certain amount of uh, values that we went by. At least I thought that we went by until I got in there. I thought that we didn't use harsh drugs, cocaine and dope until I was in the yard and I seen the, a, a cat. He was doing drugs with some other guy. When I... Um, actually approached him, I was so hurt by it, I approached him, you know, and I was cussing them out. And as I began to cuss them out, I had tears coming out of my eyes. I was just, I was hurt by it because it's like everything that you've been taught or that you live by, you, you seeing that it's a lie.
0: It was a hard dose of reality for Jerry, who was learning that there were few people he can trust in prison and that speaking his mind could be dangerous.
1: Basically, um, another guy within the organization came to me because he took a liking to me and probably didn't want me to lose my life. He told me, he said, uh, there's going to be some shit you see that you don't see. And what he meant by that is that sometimes you're going to have to ignore some stuff that's over your head.
0: There may not have been many people inside prison that Jerry could trust, but there was someone on the outside he could put his faith in.
1: For me... The number one person, probably the most consistent and only person I can count on, it was my mother. My mother was the person that made me have the little bit of what I would call a humanistic side.
0: Jerry's mother, Teresa Marshall, always tried to be honest with her son. When he became angry that his family and friends on the outside weren't standing in touch enough, she did not shy away from the hard truth.
1: One thing she told me going into the prison system was the world doesn't stop because you're locked up, Jerry, and the world doesn't revolve around you. People still are going to live their life and move on.
0: But Ms. Marshall also did everything she could to keep him in touch with his family, something Jerry knows kept him from shutting down emotionally.
1: The days I could actually have visits, she would uh, sacrifice her time with me to go pick up someone else and bring them. What stood out the most was the phone calls. Back then, it was like $9 to $10 each phone call. Really expensive. She would actually like uh, call people for me, like three-way them, just so I could talk to them, and she would put the phone down. She would yell, Jerry, I'm putting the phone down. And I think that really was big to me because it allowed me to talk and you know feel like I was still out there with the uh, people that I wanted to hear from.
0: When Jerry's release date came, He wasn't sure what he would find on the outside. Adjusting wasn't easy, but a familiar presence was there to help.
1: Well, when I first got released from prison, everything was like, the whole surrounding was, I was shell-shocked. The first place we went was to the mall. I was handed a phone, people was calling. I was trying to try on clothes. Just imagine I've been locked up for 20 years, so I never had to do that many things at one time. I was very self-conscious. I didn't know how I looked to people. My mother looked at me and she was like, you okay? I'm like, mom, am tired. Like, I just, I want to get out of here. She's like, I know, I know. I can see the look on your face. That's why I asked you. She said, we can go. She's like, I got to go to work. She's like, just tell them you're tired. It'll be uh, plenty of more days for you to go try on clothes and buy clothes.
0: Like many returning citizens, Jerry faced challenges that didn't exist before he went to prison.
1: My first job was at Amazon. I just thought like, hey, I'm finna make this money. I never thought about technology. When I left, we barely had phones. We left at the, I left at the flip phone era. I had to deliver the mail, so you had to use their version of a GPS. And it began to get so frustrating to me because one, either they had to send someone out to help me deliver my packages, or two, they was constantly calling me, asking me where I was at. Like, I actually, like, break down crying to the point where I just, you know, I just wanted to tell them, come get their packages. And I remember just calling my mother one time, like, you know, telling her after trying to stick it through, like, Ma, I can't do this. I can't do it. And she would tell me, like, son, it's okay. You know, you probably hurt yourself more than you did yourself good by just jumping out and trying to get a job. And I guess by me trying to hit the ground running, it's like I did myself a disservice.
0: Jerry knows that he was able to keep his humanity in prison because he maintained his trust in others. He also knows that that ability is what allowed him to succeed in his new life.
1: I think for you to actually succeed out here, that you have to have some level of trust. And I believe that a lot of people, the reason that they may not succeed is because they don't trust anybody. So they go back to doing the same thing they normally would do. All it takes is for a couple of situations before they shut themselves off and they become very angry, very mean. Let's take Teresa Marshall out the equation. So put me out there and not have a mother, not have uh, sisters to say, hey, well, you have a place to stay. Um, when I think about it, it humbles me. You know, just the fact of that I made it through that journey of, of, of coming home.
0: Hey, it's Mariah. Thanks for listening to Complicating the Narrative podcast, and we hope you like this episode. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Complicating the Narrative is a podcast brought to you by Contextos. Contextos uses the power of personal narrative to promote healing, reflection, and foster critical thinking and dialogue that promotes systematic change.